welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hello. Happy day to you. Happy season three finale day. Oh my God. I can only think of a song by Europe. The final countdown. I I am wearing our series finale hat in honor of uh, the season three final episode because we talked about it, I think, last time. Yes. uh, This is the Star Trek Voyager crew hat, which... Um, let me pull it off. See my hat head. Where is my hat head? Let's fix. Well, that. our our listeners can't see your hat head, but yeah, for those of but you I who do are listening, have hat head. he's got hat head. I totally do. Mm-hmm. Um, could be bed head. It could be, except I've been on a hike and I've been up, and it's been a busy day. But okay. this this is uh, our Star Trek Voyager season seven, and it says "Fini" on the back. And the cast made these for the crew. We were talking about it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast are you, made are you sure you made them? You said that you made them, right? I didn't physically sew them. Well, or, I know. <laughs> but uh, No, you didn't I physically. Like whoever, so I, 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 I thought f- that I had made them. But then in our conversation earlier, you said that you're the one that put the order in. So maybe, I, I don't I know. I think I did. I think I put an order in through... Um, I can't remember who somebody on the crew, maybe in the props department, like uh, I, I don't know, yeah, Alan Sims or Charlie Russo or something. They had made hats before, and I think I used their vendor. Okay, okay, something that makes sense. Well, can I, I ask so. you a question, please? Yes. Where have you stored that hat? It is so crunchy. It like is. It's, it's got, <laughs> it is. It's kind of <laughs> crunched like, up over here. Yeah. It's it's been moved around a lot. Uh, okay. You know, it's been twenty six years. Okay? All right. So, so that's twenty six years of storage, and somehow, yes. somewhere, it got a little it's, crunchy. It's been crushed. Okay. All but right. like I said, I think I I remember finding a box. Yeah. On my last move. Yeah. A random box of hats that yes. were extras that we had gotten, and yes, you know, in case people you know weren't on the list or whatever. Hmm. And so I've got to find that box of hats. I don't know. Uh, and I too seem to recall a box of hats as well. I know. I, yeah. I, so I, swear, I need to. I, I need to look for my box of hats. Maybe everybody has a box of hats. Maybe we gave all the cast because we all the cast bought these hats for for the crew and stuff. So maybe part mm-hmm. of the deal was we got an extra box each or something. I hope we remember that correctly. I hey, hope we so, can find them. Yes, I I look forward to looking for I, I look forward for looking for i look forward, I look forward to looking forward to looking for <laughs> i'm a little discombobulated i i had three and a half hours of dental work yesterday so i'm a little discombobulated. oh yeah. yeah how's it looking uh yeah it's okay you know it's that a temporary good. right now it's temporary though and so Still they're gonna temporary. make well they've got to make the um the crown actually, yeah the, the actual permanent crown has to be fabricated by a yeah. uh technician who is um, who's re- very, very good. This individual has been uh, doing it for about 17 years. So the technician was at the dentist yesterday to look at the coloring and everything of the other tooth that's nice. still there. Yes. His name is George. So I did a whole funny bit where I said, well, wouldn't it be funny if I was a different Asian Star Trek actor that was here in the chair <laughs> and I happened to be George Takei and I would be saying, George, I'm so happy to be trusting you to be fabricating my crowd. And so I was saying a George to George message. So I, oh, yeah, I made the guy laugh. Yeah, nice. It was, good. It was a good. It's always thing. good to make people laugh. 
It is, it is. Yes. And you know, when I was sing singing the final countdown earlier, that yes. wasn't about the final countdown to the last episode of third season. That was the final countdown to the end of my limericks. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's, yes. That's why I ventured into that territory. Yes. yes. I can't believe yes. it. You know what? I may, since this is Scorpion part one, I may extend myself to, to number two, or okay. it'd be kind of cool to see how what you come up with. Sure. With number two, right? Let's, so I'm not. You I'm said not number entitled. two. Uh -huh. I, he said I, number two. I did say that it. makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm tw I am 12 years old. Well, <laughs> let, let's stay on that 12 year old vibe. Yes. And every time I talk about the episode that you filmed on TNG, yes, I turned 12 as well. Aww. first duty because it sounds so much like because yes. i said duty you said duty yeah <laughs> get the giggles okay all righty i um, like that character uh, yes i like that <laughs> kind of embarrassed little kid character nick is a funny carno he's all about duty duty <laughs> okay Okay, in all seriousness. Yeah. So I I have the option to do Scorpion Part Two Limerick, but I'm yes. not. I'm. I but don't I'm have gonna, to. You're not going to hold gonna, me to it. I'm right? going to cover it. I'm going to yeah. cover okay. it. I got it. I got this. And, all right. Uh, Get to yeah. know. Get okay. to know. Okay. So here so we go. Here we go. Here we go, guys. Let's go watch the finale from season mm. three, Scorpion Part One. Very excited. Hey everyone, we are back from watching Scorpion. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that was a Oof. that was huge. Yeah, it was a lot, huge episode. Lot going on. Lot yeah. going on. Okay, let's just jump right into it. Um, let's start with your haiku synopsis. Okay, my haiku synopsis, and I don't think it's called, by the way, Scorpion Part One. I think it's just called Scorpion, and then the next one is Scorpion Part Two. I don't oh. think it's technically, it's not titled Scorpion Part oh. 1. It's just called Titled Scorpion. Okay, all right. Okay. So what is your haiku for Scorpion? Here's my haiku for Scorpion. Voyager meets Borg. 8472 are worse. Run, fight, watch part two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> love it so cryptic <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay um i think we're on the same wavelength because my uh limerick synopsis is kind of like that too kind of similar okay yeah okay. similar all right here we go <clears throat> my limerick for scorpion we're at the edge of borg space what to do but they're no match for 8472 a deal is proposed borg planet disposed will voyager survive we have no clue exactly we're on the same page we're on the same page we're totally yeah. on the same page all right written by brandon braga and joe minoski directed by david livingston opening yes. shot opening shot is is huge because you know we see these two borg cubes and we hear the borg saying um you are about to be assimilated blah 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 and then they are summarily destroyed both of them as if they were nothing yeah, and then that so that sets up this whole episode. That's right all now. you need to know right now. That's <laughs> yeah. all you need to know. The yeah. Borg are not invincible. No, Something off camera is scarier. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we it's one shot, one moment in space mm -hmm. with the Borg cubes uh, being defiant and getting destroyed, and we go to the mm -hmm. credits. 
Yeah. So it's a very provocative opening yeah. for sure. It feels very different than a typical episode. Yeah. Uh, but when and that's a back, short teaser though, right? You would say oh, that's a really short. compared to what we're used to seeing. Oh, sometimes that's we'll probably five, five minutes before the credits. Oh yeah. Maybe even longer. I've seen it. Yeah. Right. But this mm -hmm. is like a little minute fraction of a teaser. Right. But, but that's says, all you need. It says well, a lot. I need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you expect to come back from the credits and see what happened. And instead we're in Leonardo da Vinci's workshop. Yes, we are. <laughs> Which by the way, I got to say, I loved that set. We did, you know, we didn't often do period sets. I mean, I guess we did for the romance novel and we've done Sandrine's. We've done mm -hmm. a few, but I just feel like this one was super cool. And yeah, I feel, I feel like, Janeway doing a Da Vinci holo, holodeck program is so infinitely much better mm. than a romance novel. Like, I, why yeah. didn't we do this way back when? Oh, yeah. Have her going to Da Vinci for advice or inspiration or trying mm -hmm. to figure out a problem or just for fun. That would have been such a great ongoing holodeck program you know maybe maybe they wanted to do this earlier but john reese davies wasn't available maybe yeah. they had in their head hey he's going to be great for it which he was he was absolutely oh, he was wonderful great. he was great but i gotta say in the beginning of the scene he's mm. speaking with this italian accent and I, it was hard for me to understand what he was saying i got really honest. yeah i made a note of that i'm like I can't wow some huh. of his words okay it got better once he got into the dialogue back and forth with janeway it was much easier, but when he had his opening monologue, yeah. I was like, what? What is he saying? Anyway. I didn't have that problem. I, 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 it was pretty clear to me. But then again, yep. maybe because I, I speak multiple languages, I can kind of hear that better than you can. Dig or through the, you know, we, the Yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. But you do agree with his casting, though, right? You do no, like he's the great. casting. Okay. He's good. great. Yeah. And uh, she asked uh, if she can, can work with him in the workshop. Can she mm -hmm. have a little space just to hang out? And he's like, nope. Sorry, like my solitude. Nope, yeah. can't stay. Yeah. And then he shows off this robot arm, which I thought was a cool prop. Yeah. I wonder if we built that prop or a lot of times these kind of props are rented from like rental mm. houses in town. And I wonder if they just said, oh, let's have him working on something and go tell us what we can rent because <laughs> it'd be expensive <laughs> to build this. What can we rent? And then we'll write that. So they found a robot arm. I, I bet that's how that happened. That makes sense, right? Find the prop first and then write around it, which yeah, is the easier way to do it. It's yeah. not that important what he's doing. He's just got to be doing something cool and mm -hmm. ahead of his time. And yeah, so, yeah he works on that. And then uh, Janeway kind of wanders off and sees, uh, by the way, he's working on the robot arm and it breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <Kind of> split <laughs> apart. And he's like, I got to fix it. And he, he's working like wooden, wooden cogs. Like yeah. it's all wood. That's right. Ro the robot arm. Yeah. Um, but she, she's wandering around and sees um, these wings hanging up high. Mm -hmm. And she has this moment where she's like, oh, that looks like you've designed it after a bat or a sparrow or, was the sparrow or mm -hmm. a bat. She said, what about a, what was it? A hawk? Yes. What if you base your flying machine on a hawk? On a hawk. And all of and a sudden he's inspired. Mm -hmm. He's like, yes, I get it. Yeah. So now uh, once she, she suggests this hawk, he likes it. So he invites her to stay because yeah. now she's got good ideas. So yeah, she can she can have her corner, yeah. but he has to pay. He goes, you have to pay me ten, whatever the amount, uh, the denomination, and she goes seven. So she's negotiating already that yeah. you know her her monthly rent is only going to be seven. So yeah. he agrees. He agrees. Yeah, and she gets a call from Chicote. She's needed mm -hmm. on the bridge.
bridge and uh, we head up on the bridge and Balana says that the probe that they sent ahead of them to scan the space that we're heading into has stopped responding. That's stopped transmitting. Gonna, yeah, that's right. transmitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, there's, uh, there's no more signal from this probe and it's very right. strange. And this and, was two months ago. That's that's what they said. It's a long range probe. So yeah. two months ago, it was it was it was sent out, and uh, or longer than that. Excuse me. It was two months ago. It stopped transmitting. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and so then we know that um, from that little graphic, we see a little tiny slip, a, sl a little tiny slither of um, video footage of mm -hmm. from the probe, which shows, guess what? One of our Borg drones uh, kind of investigating it. So now we know. Mm -hmm. We're entering into Borg space. Yeah. And and um, David Livingston, I made a note, he did a nice 180 that pushes into a Janeway close-up there. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. I did notice in this episode that, that David Livingston was directing a little differently than he normally does. It wasn't just these mm. like static, still, you know, wide lenses on people's faces, but he was moving people around a little more. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think it was, he was... He was definitely stepping out of his comfort zone, which I thought was really interesting to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, we go into the briefing room next and Janeway says we're in Borg space. Right. We're, there. <laughs> we're right there. Everyone get ready. And then um, she's essentially just there. They're, we're talking about a corridor that has zero Borg activity, which yeah, Chakotay, Chakotay calls. Yeah. Chakotay calls it the Northwest Passage. Mm -hmm. And he gets up and starts to say, so you see a little teamwork here with Janeway and Chakotay, mm -hmm. which I thought was nice. Like, she's, yeah. she, here's the bad news, Janeway says, but Chakotay is going to tell you the good news. So clearly they've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's this one weird, like, section of space right in the middle of all, surrounded by Borg, mm -hmm. with this one clear area that seems totally clear. And if we can navigate this, we should be able to go through Borg space mm -hmm. without ever encountering them, which would be incredible. Yeah, um, and, the, and the reason why it's clear, or at least what we think the reason is, is it's Torres that says it's filled with intense gravimetric distortions. So that's why the board cubes aren't traveling there. But later we learn that's because that's where the singularities are opening up basically. So yeah. that's, that is not the reason why the Borg are not going there. They're being destroyed, but we don't know that yet. We don't know um, that yet. And Janeway and gives a great pep talk. She gives a she great gives a pep, great talk, pep talk. By the way, when Chakotay says, uh, he, he calls it the Northwest Passage. Yeah. And Paris has a line where I say, better to ride the rapids than face the hive. Oh yes. There's, look at your I big paused line that there. for a minute and I was like, what? What? I, I don't get that. I, I don't think I even got it when I acted that line. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Better to really? ride the rapids than face the hive. I guess. Yeah, they're saying gravimetric yes. distortions in this in this yes. path. Yeah. And it's going to be a rough ride. That's right. But the hive is like the Borg. I don't know. It was a that's weird. Right. The hive is the Borg collective. It's so it was weird. I didn't like that. Well, that made sense to me. So I'm going to be the, con right. the contrarian opinion there. It, that was fine to me. It didn't right. out of the blue. I mean, it um, makes sense. It's just a weird. It, it's like it's a weird phrase. Right. It's a weird phrase. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was Understood. one of the classic like, oh, let's give Paris like a down to earth response. You know, he's going to yeah. plain speak this moment. And it was he's just going to 20th like, century speak this moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was like, nah, that was not a great 20th century. Yeah. All right. Uh, Noted. Yeah. 
Noted. But they check with all the departments. They check with Harry yep. about engines and the warp engines and stuff. They check with Tuvok about weapons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They check with a doctor about the Borg autopsy. That but, but yes, but before that happens, the, there is, um, uh, after the pep talk, we go into the montage. And it's the montage jumps between engineering, the corridor, the bridge, engineering, the montage yeah. of preparation. Then we yes. land in sickbay. And then you're yes. about to say, yes, the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, so the doctor is now, uh, and by the way, in that montage, Sue Henley had a line. Did you notice that? No, she didn't. Yeah, what? And in Sue Henley, when they're walking in the hallway, she had a line. I forget what the line was, but I was like, yay, she's got a line. Really? Yeah. Is that her little... second line or is that I think her? so. Yeah, because she, think... she was in a uh, corridor or a turbo lift before. Turbo lift, She had the yeah. line, yeah. yeah. And uh, With the doctor. Oh, the do Darkling. That's when he Darkling. was the evil doctor yeah. and- in the back okay yeah and she had a little line in this as she could you know something she was mm -hmm. talking to somebody about is this ready is or something oh, good for sue good for sue yeah so in sick bay the doc is dissecting this borg and he talks about these tubules um are the first step in assimilation is how he starts you know to yeah. describe he's coming up with solutions of how to stop or combat this Borg assimilation process. Right. Yeah. And in the midst of this, that's when Kess has this crazy vision of mangled Borg bodies. That's yeah. the first time her, her mental skills. What do we, would you call them skills? Telepathy. Her, or, yeah, her, her, yeah. Yeah. Her mental her properties or whatever, her tele telepathic properties pick up. Yeah. Yes. This vision of mangled. Well, this is the first time we see it. But later on, I'll come back to that because later sure. on she talks about it again. Mm -hmm. This is the first time though we see it and she, yeah. yeah, she drops a tray and she has this telepathic flash of the dead Borg and- uh, The tray's later. The tray's when Harry gets about to get hit, then she drops the tray. Oh, is so, that when that happens? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Cause like, that's when she's like, <gasps> and she's like, oh, Doctor, yeah, that's Harry. right. She drops yeah, the so, tray in that right. one. The yeah. First time. Yeah, she's but not going to drop first... a tray if no one's going to die on Voyager. But when, you know, when Carrie's in trouble, that's when yeah. she drops it. Okay. Yeah. But she starts having these flashes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we go to the bridge mm -hmm. and Tuvok is uh, telling Janeway that she's having these telepathic flashes of dead Borg. She's been having them for a couple hours, these visions. Mm -hmm. And she has now seen the destruction of Voyager. Yes. It's one and, of the visions she had. Yes, that is interrupted by Harry detecting transwarp signatures. And then we go to engineering um, where we realize we have dropped out of warp due to an inability to maintain a stable warp field for some reason. Um, there is all type of interference. So then we jump back to the bridge. And by the, by the way, before we jump back to the bridge, we're in engineering and then there's a big shake. Yeah. And Bolana gives a big shake. Yeah. And then we come back to the bridge and there's more shaking happening, mm -hmm. but it doesn't match Roxanne Dawson's shake. Oh. Like we're not shaking mm -hmm. on the bridge. And I just thought when I saw this, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this happens now and then. Like when we shoot scenes cutting back and forth that have shakes in one set and another set, and you do them on different days, sometimes you forget to match exactly the shaking. And that was a moment where I was like, oh, we probably shot the bridge on one day. And engineering in another day and they just went bigger on the on the engineering side but they should have matched it because it, that that bumped for me huh yeah that is a good observation but you could also justify it saying that cutting to engineering her big shake is the actual moment that the warp field destabilizes and yeah. pulls us out of warp so you and then we're just yeah and then we're kind of less shaky when we come back shaky, to the bridge that's possible constant. 
Yes, but now Harry's has that big line. You know the line that Beltran has always made fun of me for many, many years. No, which one? He where he goes, Captain. Oh yes, that I'm one, reading yes. one war, one board cube, two. That was three. the one. Well, but this is it. But if you listen to me, I don't even say it that way. I I say Captain like that. I I don't go Captain. I don't, yeah, I don't draw Game it out at signatures. all. And they're no. coming in fast, no. and they're doing this, no. and it's gonna get bad. And no, I didn't do how, any of that. That's how Chico, that's how that's, Beltran that's does Beltran's it. impersonation. Of he me. does this so. sort of like it's always going up. He goes, higher, it's higher. yeah, it's just it's so comical <laughs> and it's so funny. But it's and if this is indeed what he was making fun of, that's not even close to how I said it. I'm so that's about business. The, that's part of the bit of I, making I fun of people is you I, I, take a little teeny something and you just. Extrapolate, extrapolate yes. on that. Okay, I get it, but it, it, this may not be the moment. But I, I, yeah. I kind of feel like it, because maybe it could have happened in the final episode when we're dealing with the Borg. Who knows? You know, I don't know. In this one, I'm oh, pretty this, normal. It's right? the one where you say, "I see a Borg cube approaching." One, two, <laughs> three, fifteen vessels. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is where That's it is. This is, the, this is. I think this is it. <laughs> That's funny. So we get scanned by the final board cube, the 15th yeah. board cube stops. They fly past us. And then yeah. the last, the guy in the yeah. back stops yeah. to scan, scan us for a yeah. second. Yeah. Jamie has that great line, think good thoughts. And we're like, oh God, you know, which is pretty funny, you know, that she's going to yeah. say that during the scan when we're about to die, basically. But yeah. of course, the board cube doesn't do anything. It's just like, okay, good, later, and leaves. So, whew, you know, we survive. There is a shot in space of Voyager from the side with the, the Borg cubes flying past. And it's it's one of those times where, you know, I know this was like the mid nineties and CG was not as good as it is now. Not and as cheap, by the, not as cheap. Not as cheap, it was much more expensive and not as good. Yes. And the TVs that we most people watched on were not HD TVs, they weren't high def. Yeah. Know, standard definition yeah, there was no 4k or 8k whatever they're up to now whatever yeah. resolution mm -hmm. but that side that one shot of the ship looked pretty bad to me when the Borg when it cube when it, the board cube kind yeah. of moves out of the way you were, yeah you didn't like it so much yeah no okay and it was mixed in because they did use some of the ship shots the space shots of, of voyager that had that were filmed on a model a physical model mm -hmm. what they used to do with the ship models yeah, and those were big models, by the way. I think yeah. the model of uh, the model of Voyager was like I'm sure there's fans that know better than me, but I feel like it was like ten feet. Ten long. feet long, yeah, pretty big. Mm -hmm. It was big. Yeah, um, I agree. But when they did the CG version of the ship, I just thought it, the, the resolution wasn't quite there yet. So, but for 1997 or 98, not bad. <laughs> it was good for them. Right? Yeah, it was, yeah, good, it was good for them. For but it's funny to look at it now, and you kind of go. All right. Uh, Janeway's ready room. So Janeway has been studying the personal log entries of all the captains who have ever encountered the Borg. And out of all those people that she's talking about, I just, I found the most, what was most interesting when she quotes Captain Amosov. And I'm thinking, this has got to be a tribute to the sci-fi writer, Isaac Asimov. It has to be. Like, why Amosov, Asimov? Amazov, it's, too, yeah. it's too close to Isaac As Asimov, the renowned sci-fi writer. And they just switched a, a couple of words. They toggled it around. They said, Captain oh, Amosov. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't, that didn't occur didn't, to me at all. Not to you. Yeah. That's, no. see, this, this is stuff. That's why we do this show together. So exactly. I can pull stuff out and you can find stuff out. Did right? you notice when Chakotay walked in the ready room and he said, uh, 
uh, we're running a sensor sweep. Yes, I said I, sensor, I like Tuvok says I, sensor. I reacted that to that in my video reaction. I it's go, oh my sensor. god, here's another person who speaks like Tuvok. Instead of sensor, <laughs> it's sensor, like S O R E. I have a sore yeah. on my arm. Yes. Yes. And every time that Tuvok says that, or now Chicote saying that, I think about a sore, a physical sore on somebody's part of their yes. body, and it kind of pulls me out. And it's just kind for of a sensor. It's a sensitive topic to talk about sensors. Yes. yes. Um, but Chicote says the Northwest Passage looks pretty clear of Borg. Yeah. That <clears throat> looks like a good solution. And mm -hmm. she reads Picard's quotes and Amazov's quotes. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and then Chicote says something like, oh, you sounded kind of like them. Like he, mm -hmm. he's, he laughs and she's like, what are you laughing at? What are mm -hmm. you smiling at? He's like, well, you sounded like Amazov there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you sounded like Picard. And then and then he says, Ensign Hickman in astrophysics does a pretty good Janeway. And she's like, really? Yeah. I'll have to have a talk with him. Yeah. So I was just thinking about- You the thought about me. Impersonations you do. <laughs> I'm sure they wrote the impersonation thing in because you were always doing your Janeway imitation. Probably so. Yes. And my video reaction also deals with that. I, so I do talk about that. We're on the mm -hmm. same page. We are on the same yes. page. Um, so Janeway then talks about how she feels like she's alone. Jacote yep. says she's not. They're no, going to we'll face, face together. everything together. And then for all the JC shippers, good Lord, that final line from Janeway, three years ago, I didn't even know your name today. I can't imagine a day without you. I mean, that to me. She, they're, they're like nose to nose. And she puts her hand on his heart. Yes. Like, and leans in and puts, I mean, come on, writers. You know what you were doing. They sure were. They were going there again. They, yes. they're, just, they're just teasing all the Jane Chicote fans. They are teasing them. Oh. Um, okay, so we're back on the bridge. Yes, we are. Yes, and according yeah. to Tuvok, power signatures of the Borg vessels have terminated. And now yeah. the audience is thinking, what the heck? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, we head over there to the location of the cubes, the last location. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the Borg cubes have been absolutely decimated. And Harry suggests, Harry's very happy about this. He's like, oh my gosh, we, we may have found our way through Borg space mm -hmm. via an ally. You know, Janeway's like, hold your horses, Harry. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the, tr you know, we, we've got to figure out what's going on first. And that's when Harry detects some bio readings coming from the hull of one of the Borg cubes. And it's mm -hmm. some kind of ship or something. And But there's, yeah, there's no response to hail. signatures, they yes, say. That's right. Yeah. And one of them's unknown. You pick up right. the bio reading. We magnify yeah. that on the view screen. And, and there's like, this cylindrical looking ship. Yeah, something. We don't even know if it's an alien, like a giant alien, or yeah. if it's a ship or a weapon. We, we don't know, know what it is. Yeah. No response it, to hails. Can't beam it a It's a bio signature. Mm -hmm. It's not a... It's not a, a ship. It's not reading as, as technology of any kind. Correct. It's, it's reading as biological, correct. Yeah. So we can't beam it aboard. We can't tractor beam it. So it's impervious to everything. Mm -hmm. And Janeway now has the bright idea to, to ask no. Chakotay to head down to the cube, take a team so that he can have a short range scan of this biomass. And of course, he takes Tuvok and Kim. Kim doesn't really want to go. Kim Kim wants to stay on the bridge, but Kim no, goes. Kim goes. Kim goes. Kim goes. Yes, they go. And I had the same thing. I was like, really, Katie? <laughs> Not again. Not again. <laughs> Another decision like this. Anyway, we're on the cube. Yeah. By the way, I noticed it was uh, unusually dark on the bridge when we were in red alert. I, really? 
Kate's face sometimes. It was, really? For me, it just felt unusually dark. And then when we come on the board queue, I felt the same way. I felt like, I don't know if, if the light meter was off or something. But oh, it just, wow. It looked dark to me. Maybe Can I ask TV. you, could you have been your TV? Because when Maybe. I was look, watching the Borg Cube scenes, I thought this is way too bright. I thought really? they could make this darker. Yes, because I, I kind of felt like, you know, if these Borg Cubes have been decimated, there should be little or no light source, at, you know, that it should have been our, because remember, all of us are wearing our Sims beacons. And I kept thinking, why are we wearing Sims beacons? You can see everything so clearly. So oh, maybe really? it's your TV. Maybe it's, I'll look I, at I, that. Yeah, check. Everybody, that. check your TVs if you think it's too dark. <laughs> it might be that, or it might just be that it's too dark. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe, but it's not as dark as like a Game of Thrones final episode dark like that. No. You know, no. Um, very creepy inside here. Do you remember this set, by the way? Was I it do a remember this set. set or a small set? Uh, it was a medium sized set. What I what I did not agree with after I watched it compared to after reading the script um, is when the part when Harry sees the mangled board bodies like he sees the yeah, actual going through the yes. halls mm -hmm. there are Borg still working but yeah yeah, yeah. Said, you know, yeah don't I think Tuvok or Chakotay or somebody says Tuvok Tuvok says you know don't draw your weapons and we won't be a threat and they'll leave us alone yeah. so the Borg are trying to repair their ship and their right. robots are walking around and yeah we just kind of walk right by these zombies and mm -hmm. It's, it is very creepy. It feels like a haunted house. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they come around a corner and then Harry finds this stack of yeah. Borg bodies. Right. That's very, okay. it was very cool. Right. Well, let me just talk about this. I remember very clearly reading this script and, and in the script, it says Harry sees a mountain of Borg corpses. Oh, no. In this, yeah, that we come into this large like cargo bear area and mountain meaning, remember in a prior episode, when all those Borg from the cube were net down on the planet, we, we registered 80,000, the episode you directed, we registered yes. 80,000 life forms, right? Yeah. So you're talking about 80,000 Borg on one cube. And in this room, there was supposed to be like a thousand Borg stacked oh, up no. into this huge mountain. No, this that, looks like- six. No, this looks like, yes, 12, right? Whatever, a small, tops. yeah, tops. Yeah. And so I just felt, that didn't correlate with the script. I thought, yes, that would have been so much more scarier if Harry, because Harry's sort of taken aback. My reaction is like, like, you know, I'm shocked. And I'm not going to be shocked by seeing 12 mangled Borg bodies. I'm going to be shocked by seeing 1,000, 5,000 bodies stacked like a mountain where I'm looking up at it like, oh my God. And that's what it was written. That's how it was written in the mm. script. But then when visual effects got a hold of it, it changed. It clearly was just this little tiny mold. It was probably mold. too it was a, expensive to do a visual effects shot like that. And they clearly. just built, built a prop. Yes. You know, just had yeah. wardrobe or makeup or whatever, you know, create yeah. a, a stack of yeah. six or whatever right. whatever it was. But hugely I'm disappointing. Sure down, yeah, I'm sure it came down to money on that. Yeah, one. it had to have been a money issue. And it bummed me out because I when I saw the final product, and even when we were filming, I was talking to David. I was like, David, so my eyeline... It's kind of, I'm just looking dead ahead, but in the script, I'm really looking at a mountain of Borg. He's like, and he says, yeah, but because of where we're shooting, like, I think he made some justification for it. So mm. I changed my eyeline when we were filming and, and the end result is not as, as effective as if I saw thousands of them, you know, yeah. stacked on top of each other. Then you're really going to go, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it adds to, because this whole beginning of this episode, every scene is really to set up how powerful these 
aliens are compared yeah. to the Borg, right? Yeah. And when yeah. you see six to 12 stacked up bodies, that's not that, you know, it's not that yeah. big of a deal, right? So do you remember, I noticed in this, in the hallways here, there was a ton of liquid nitrogen, the smoke that comes yes. through. Yep. Do you remember, because I know when, when I was on sets like that, you'd walk through the liquid nitrogen and it was freezing freezing cold, cold. yeah do you remember it being this looked especially cold like, yeah they had tons so much of, of it oh my gosh they had tons of um, everywhere they had liquid nitrogen they had smoke they had a you name it it was all over the place um yeah. i don't specifically remember walking through it and freezing my butt off but i'm sure i'm sure that that did happen for, yeah well it's also when you're walking you know through the liquid nitrogen you can't see what's on the other side it's yes, like a cloud and so you, yeah. you know it's, I, it's like I a curtain. Felt, it's a curtain yeah. of liquid nitrogen. You can't see. Yeah. It. yeah, I always felt a little nervous, you know, walking through those things because mm -hmm. you don't, especially if there's debris and things you yeah. could trip on or yeah. you know, extras. Well, I, I also remember when we did, we were shooting this stuff. Yeah, that this was a big Borg build for the makeup department, and I mm -hmm. remember they brought in like extra makeup artists, and there was mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of hubbub around all the Borg makeup that had to be done and getting everybody ready. Yeah. That was hard scheduling because it took hours to get the people, you know, everybody in Borg stuff. Definitely. And if you had, I don't know how many extras we had, but let's say we had 10 Borg or 12 or whatever. You'd need probably another, yeah, you need another 10 to 20 more makeup artists really working on yeah, these guys. And yeah. Timing it so that everybody's ready when yeah. you need them is yeah. very hard. So very I difficult. Do, I do mm -hmm. remember there was a, a lot more manpower. Yeah working to get all these Borg people ready. Mm, yes, you're right about that. Um, so after passing the mountain of Borg corpses, um, we detect this biomass uh, that it, it's basically it's like dissolved through the, side the, of the- Yeah, it's dissolved through the hall, yeah. yeah. And a drone is trying to assimilate it, but it's not working. Another scene to show the power of these aliens, because earlier the doctor said mm -hmm. that those Borg tubules can go through anything, any any energy field, any type of metal, nothing can stop it. But clearly yeah. this is not working for the Borg drone. Mm -hmm. The tubules are not even doing anything to it. They're bouncing yeah. off basically. Um, Chakotay then detects a high concentration of antimatter particles. So he realizes there's some type of warp propulsion system beyond the point where he's standing at. And mm -hmm. Harry asks, it's a ship? Tuvok says, well, Starfleet has encountered species that use organic-based vessels, like the Breen, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and then it made me think of Voyager. We kind of have, you know, we have bio neural gel pack. So we have yeah. organic based um, elements mm -hmm. to our ship. And then there's other sci-fi series like Farscape. The Farscape ship is completely, it's organic as well. So mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of um, usage of this organic idea. Um, well, yeah. And it's funny on Resident Alien, the ship is organic and and kind of connected to the Alan Tuda character, the alien yeah. Harry. There you it's go. Connected. It, it, it it appears and disappears mm -hmm. and it's all connected to on resident alien mm -hmm. uh, the idea that octopus that live in water right are aliens that's sort of where the alien is kind of based and connected mm -hmm. to and that somehow the alan tudic alien is connected to the octopus here on earth yeah and they go they're they're you know um their dna is connected somehow right so his spaceship is kind of like an octopus spaceship, you know, yeah. organic based thing. Oh yeah. So it's cool very, idea though. I love yeah, that. Very idea. cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, so now, you know, Chakotay then tells Harry that he's going to, well, he gets permission first from Janeway. Can I, can I enter this bio vessel? 
and she agrees. Uh, and then um, Chakotay orders Harry to work on downloading the Borg tactical database, which we end up using later, through a nearby Borg distribution node. So once Chakotay and Tuvok enter this alien vessel, what did it look like to you? That, that cockpit, did it give it, you any, anything? I'm gonna tell you what it did for me, but I'm gonna see what you thought. All I have to say when they go in this organic vessel is, this was a fail to me. I oh, felt wow. Like, I felt like it looked like wood and paint and the cheesy spider webs with party lights. It felt like something from the original series to me. It <laughs> okay. felt like, I was like, really? Like we're doing Borg and, and somebody even scarier than the Borg and you're putting party lights in behind some wood and plaster? I, this was a fail to me. This, okay. I'm okay. glad we didn't spend much time it in there because I was like, ew. Okay, what what is it? What's well, the- no, for me, it didn't, you know, uh, I sort of, I, I let it go. I was like, this is 1998, 97, 98. It's fine. I'm not going to get too pulled out by this. But my immediate thought process, because the the seat for the pilot it's huge, right? It's a big chair, right? Yeah. Because clearly A472 is like 12 feet tall or whatever. And so when I when I saw that interior, all I could think about it were the various crashed alien vessels from the Aliens film franchise. They show an alien that is massive or, or at least a dead alien, you know, sitting in a chair right. or whatever. Right. That's huge. And it's yeah. the same. It was the same feeling. I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of I'm getting an alien vibe from this the film franchise alien interesting I yeah mean, I, that's I what can i see got. that i just feel like the execution of mm-hmm. building the set mm-hmm. the materials used were so familiar to like home depot or mm. just felt the lights like, but the party lights pulled you out the party lights <laughs> they pulled you out oh that's okay that's all right but it, it, yeah. we're only been there for seconds though we're, you don't we're see not that in there for that for long, long so right? I, I get so. i get why they didn't want to spend yeah yeah we do notice there is damage on one wall from a Borg disruptor beam that Tuvok says it's actually regenerating itself, which mm-hmm. once again is another example of showing the audience how amazing these new aliens are. Like yeah. you can you can shoot them, but they're gonna self, you know, you can shoot their ships, but they will basically repair themselves. They don't even have yeah. to have a crew repairing them, which, you know, who has that technology? No one. Mm-hmm. So very, very, um, very uh, interesting. And then we cut out to the Borg distribution node where Harry starts hearing some weird type of creature sounds. Sound yeah, it's like, a, yeah, yeah. kind of like that first, remember Lost, the TV series? Yes. When the, in the very it right now. Oh, well, the beginning season, when they first hear that, that sound it's the yes. same kind of you know scary uh creature sound that you don't yeah. know what's going on it's so you're classic. watching it now it's oh. it's a class yeah i'm watching a lot i never watched it originally so wow like halfway through the series so harry's harry's uh here's this animal sound over by the the node the data node or whatever yeah and it's a classic horror movie moment of like mm-hmm. oh you've the young the young guys wandered off all by himself <laughs> in the scary haunted house like i was like oh this is classic and now you start making your way around down the hall. And I got to give you props here. Yeah. You, were make, you were trying to make some tactical moves. Like I saw you sort of turning and checking your back and Thank you you. Know, using the light. You were, and in fact, in a moment, you're going to re, rejoin Chakotay and Tuvok mm-hmm. moving down the halls. Yeah. And you continue to make these tactical, tactical moves. Yeah. Tactical moves. They're not doing it. They're just walking in front. And that's a moment where I was like, 
dang, I wish we had had a technical advisor. Or, or you went, dang, everybody. Garrett was the only one that was uh, thinking about this yeah. that day. <laughs> All right. So I get a gold star, basically. You get a doing gold some star, tactical. yes. Okay. You were doing some tactical moves. Then. This is where Kess drops the trade. Okay, so yes, now she, mm -hmm. she sees you scream. Yep. She, she has a vision where she sees you scream. Yes, yep. this is where she drops the tray. Yeah, right. the tray goes I down. Have it right there. Mm -hmm. That's she right. drops the tray. This is the tray drop. Yeah. Screaming flash, and we go to the bridge because uh, Kess says, you know, Harry's in trouble. Mm -hmm. We go to the bridge, and the doctor calls Janeway and says, you got to get him out of there. Yeah. Beam him out. Beam him out. Yeah. Beam him out. Bolana yeah. tries. She can't get a lock. Right. Whatever is closing in on them is blocking their signal. Something, yeah. you know, whatever. The 8472, we don't know their name yet, but mm -hmm. is, uh, that's blocking the signal. And um, she keeps trying. You hear the, the transporter sound start, and then it mm -hmm. switches to like, Meh. it's not working. Right. And then uh, that's when she suggests a skeletal lock, which nobody now, has ever done before in the history of Starfleet. So. There's a couple of, yeah, a couple of problems. She suggests a skeletal lock that she, yeah. can, she can target the minerals in their bone tissue. Bone, bone tissue. I've never heard of bone called tissue, but that's cool. Okay. Uh, and then she says, I just came up with it. So first of <laughs> all, the whole concept is so transformative. That I, I just don't buy that. Like no one's ever thought of it. And she just happened to come up with it when we need it. And second of all, Roxanne's delivery of it is so casual. I'm like, <laughs> you just change the nature of transporting people in the universe. And you're like, yeah, I just came up with it. <laughs> hey, that's like, just how she is. She's a cool customer. She's pretty good. <laughs> She's pretty dang good, yeah. your future it, wife. So it was a weird know. moment. To <laughs> well, I, I hear was, you. I hear you. Mm -hmm. um, so she does, the, the lock does work and they're beaming out, but that's not before Harry gets struck by um, 8472. 8472, 8472 comes 8472 in. for the first time, CG yeah. alien. CG. It's a scary 12-foot alien. And we see it and I'm like, meh, it's okay. <laughs> it's the CG is like... Oh no, it's the CG again. The CG at the I, I feel like less is more. Like if we just seen flashes of it by in front, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's, oh, I hear you. So you wanted to see less of it more in the I shadow. I want to see less something. of it. Okay. Because... All right. Let me talk about the filming of this particular scene when Harry gets struck. Mm -hmm. Um, so the first moment you see 8472, 8472 actually burst into this chamber area and sees two Borg drones and knocks them out of the way. So when the when 8472 shows up, he kind of bursts through, it looks like he burst through a bulkhead or something because a bunch yeah. of debris comes out, okay? Yeah. And that was, um, they, they put all that debris into that cannon, that big, that big round yeah. cannon that they use on set and they just shoot all this stuff out with with high velocity. And it's kind of dangerous, I think. So I remember filming with that cannon and they would have to shoot that thing off. And to do a second take, they had to reload the cannon with all the same debris that was shot out before and reshoot it out. And I remember thinking, man, I, I just don't want to be anywhere in line with the, the line of fire of that cannon because it came out with such velocity. I was yeah. a little surprised by it. I'm like, holy moly. Um, and then, you know, as uh, 8472 knocks down the drones and then turns towards me. And then, of course, I'm not seeing 8472. And really, it was up to my my imagination to sort of visualize what this thing was. And, and um, you know, we got a few tips of like, okay, it's about this tall, kind of looks like this, but I don't think they had really completely fleshed out the CGI of it. Yeah, no. And at that point, yeah. they hadn't had it done yet. So it was really up to my imagination. And my, my image was different from what 
you finally see in the end product. Yeah. I, I had a different image of, of 8472, definitely, than what they had. I had it actually taller <laughs> than what they had represented, wow. you know. But then being hit by it <clears throat> and getting knocked down, and then I scream. It just reminded me of that scream from the, the pilot episode when we're, we're getting oh, that, yeah. that needle going the into needle. our yeah, cha- cavity chest. I'm like, oh my gosh, did they just well, reuse that footage? <laughs> so here's, here's what I wondered when it busts through and, mm. and knocks down the Borg and then, and then knocks you down and hits yeah. you and, you know, injures you. Yeah. I'm thinking, why doesn't it have a weapon or anything? Like it has nothing. It's, it's, yeah. it's like hand to hand combat. Yeah. In a way that I mean, I guess because I, they're invincible. Yeah, they don't, they don't need even weapon. need a weapon. They're they're but, that amazing. So yeah, but there was something about <laughs> it that I was just like, oh, it seems like they would have weapon or it's just literally a naked, mm-hmm. unclothed CG yeah. alien without yeah. a weapon, no technology, no clothing, no. Yeah. I hear you. For for as advanced as they are, you would yeah. think number one, they would have clothing right? They wouldn't just be naked, which they are. And number two, wouldn't they have, since they're at battle, wouldn't they maybe have some type of, you know, some protective gear as well? But I guess if they're that powerful, they don't need it. And weapons, if they're that powerful, they don't need it. That's what, that's probably what it is. I guess that was the concept, but something about seeing this beast fighting hand to hand just felt very primitive to me. I hear you. No, it makes sense. Yeah. It's sort of combining. And so, it's it's a bit of an uncal un, it's a bit of an uncanny valley thing for you where you're seeing a very primitive beast but yet he comes from a very advanced race yeah. yeah so it's like whoa it's 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 a weird uh, uh, combination of of elements for sure by the way just before the alien busts in uh, I think Chicote says five meters in closing or something like that and then you you say you step in front of them from where. Yeah, I'm like, why did you step out? Because that's I, what that's what Livingston made me do. I'm, I'm <laughs> I didn't sure. want. It trust me, no sense. It's I don't like, want to step me... out. I didn't no. want to step out. I was like, no, I would have stayed exactly where I was, and I would have I would have shouldered my 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 phaser rifle at that yeah. point. I've been ready for the for the danger, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna go towards the danger. I mean, what am I doing? But for that shot to work, I was directed to step out, and I was yeah. like, okay, that's you know. Bumpy. Yeah, I hear you. Um, okay, so now we're beamed back. Uh, and now the bioship is powering up weapons. Okay, so Tom is the one that detects that the bioship is powering up weapons. Janeway's like, get us out of here. And it shoots twice. The first time the energy the energy pulse misses. And the By second the way, time... Yes, it shoots twice. It right. shoots... They shoot us with a lightning bolt. Yes. Look like a lightning bolt. Yes. First lightning bolt goes past us. Right. And then they shoot us with another lightning bolt. Right. And Which that hits, hits, it hits the ship. The, the shields and it kind of just kind of flops us over is what it does. Right. The ship flop, the ship starts tumbling. It's yes. like rolling. Yes. And by the way, so when we cut to the bridge and that's happening, the, sh- the lightning bolt hit us and now we're rolling. Yeah. And they have all these angles that are sure they're cool, but I feel like we should have had something where the ship is upside down where people are flying through the air. Like we should yeah. have had some stunt people dropping yeah. or airborne, like, cause that's what should have happened. It just didn't feel, it felt like we were doing our normal ship shakes, just extreme version. But if yeah. they're going to show the ship literally tumbling like this and we've, you know, and people are flying around, then we've lost gravimetric control. We should be airborne. You know what I mean? But not only that, if you recall, 
the opening scene with the two Borg cubes, the same lightning bolt just limit just destroys their cube right so really that lightning bolt should have went through our stupid shields easily oh yeah like like butter like we should have lost half of our ship off of that hit if these guys are as powerful as they say our starfleet shields shouldn't have been anything to that uh, that lightning bolt okay so that was a big question mark but what was cool from that scene is Tom is actually on the floor as he punches in commands to go to warp. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, look at look at that. Tom is Tom's crawling and he's barely like doo, 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 doo. and then we yeah. we kind of level off and shoot all away. And, yeah. You know. From the floor, he From reaches the floor. up and saves the whole saves ship. Saves the whole ship with so. one handed. That's thank how you. good he is. I just want yeah. to thank you for saving You're us. You're welcome. Okay. Even That's though so I, I'm not, I'm, I'm in bad shape, but I, I'm still happy and thankful, even though I'm in bad shape. Yeah, you're in bad shape. We'll really get to that shape. in a minute. Yeah. Uh, um, Kes, Kes. Hears the, Kes can hear the thoughts. Yeah. She has another flash. She can hear, she said, I could hear the alien pilot's thoughts. Mm-hmm. By the way, she says here, she says, yes, I've been having these premonitions for a while. I was like, uh, what? Why don't you share that with us? Why don't you tell us? Like, <laughs> Maybe you should have shared that before you decided the the Borg body pile was the first time you were going to share it. That's what I was talking about before. Like the first time we see her, it's the Borg pile of bodies. But if she's been having these thoughts, hearing voices, like maybe you should have shared that with us. (laughs) Anyway, she says to Janeway, by the way, she says, it's not the Borg that you should be afraid of. It's them Mm -hmm. that they said the weak will perish yeah yeah and that's how we go out are you sure that's what are you sure that's what they said the weak will perish are you sure they didn't say the weak will paris maybe well paris did just save the ship so um (laughs) we come we come back from uh the commercial break even though there's no commercials when we watch it right um But we come back and we're in sick bay. Mm. And Harry on the surgical bed in, in sick bay. And Harry, as you see him, the shot of him, you see that he's got lots of mustard on his face. <laughs> is what it looks like. It looks like he's got a bunch of okay. mustard. That was part CGI, not all CGI. Okay. So the part that's going into my mouth and the one coming out of my nose are actual pieces that the makeup department kind of glued on those tendrils right and i actually kept those well after the this episode ah, so I, po- I stuck you, them onto the mirror in my trailer couple of things oh too. come now you got a, a couple tiny, of- oh yeah i hold it i i i have one tiny tendril you have two complete starfleet <laughs> uniforms uh i'll gladly trade you <laughs> for that but yes so those were real okay coming out and i just love the doctor's line after he saying he says the infection is spreading and he says mr kim is being eaten alive <laughs> yes. that line to me was 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 really um it made so me uh it made me laugh quite a bit spreading mm-hmm. got mustard all over your face yes and let me ask you this yeah. you've i feel like you've mentioned this before were you on the chopping block harry was a possible like do you think they put you in this jeopardy because Harry, like they were going to get rid of somebody to bring, bring uh, no. seven of nine on Were you, did you feel in jeopardy or nope. are you aware? Never nope. did. Okay. Nope. 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 And that's, a that's, that's, that's on the internet everywhere that, you know, Oh, it was going to be either Harry or, or Kess. Those are the, the you know, one of those characters yeah. is going to be, is going to be eliminated, you know, and yeah. no, Harry was never, ever on the chopping block um except you know i had my issues with with 
tardiness and what happened to me, you right. know, being late. And so, and I was given a, a time to kind of correct that. So never once was I ever afraid so of that being was on never, the truck. No, okay. not at all. Okay. Um, but what we learn about the alien cells, they are so dense. Each cell contains 100 times the DNA of a human cell. And it would take the doctor eons to figure out how how yeah, to really years you know, to years right years to right. decode this right but he does and figure he says, out a plan he says uh you know these things these this dna this 8472 this alien dna is so strong mm -hmm. that resistance in this case is far from futile futile yes that's now, right why did they give him all the cool lines he gets all like, the cool lines does. son he, of a gun they always give the doctor the mm -hmm. cool lines mm -hmm. Uh, but he does say here, these Borg nanoprobes may be the solution. Yeah. That autopsy he was doing and dissecting, and he's got this DNA from the mustard on Harry's face. And so he's putting them <laughs> together, kind of going, all right, um, maybe we can modify the the Borg nanoprobes to work. Yeah. yeah. And the modification, it's it's a lot of science, but it makes total sense because anything that that kind of enters into this 8472 cell mm -hmm. gets eliminated immediately mm -hmm. like there's nothing that because the doctor already tried to give me something a sedative all that stuff to to calm me down or to at least yeah. stop my pain but he can't because everything has been um every time he tries a different thing to help me it's automatically um stopped dead in its tracks by these by this in incredibly dense um uh cells of the a472 but yeah. he, then he realizes if he can take these Borg nanoprobes and reprogram the probe to emit the same electrochemical signature as an alien 8472 cell. Now, once these nanoprobes are introduced into Harry's system, the alien cells will recognize them as their own. So they're not going to mess with them. So that is, that is the way that the nanoprobes will then Mm -hmm. latch on to the each cell and then win the battle because it'll mm -hmm. be too late for that cell to defend itself because it thinks that other that nanoprobe is one of its fellow mm -hmm. cells so exactly. really really cool science here makes sense and Janeway then says in a whispered tone um fight it harry that's an order and it was very sweet yes yeah, and her, her line there and just mm -hmm. the situation mm -hmm. that was really really sweet you and did you see my her. single tear did you see my single tear? No, I didn't. What? Did you have a single tear? Yes. Oh, I People did. have asked me at conventions if that was CGI. I was like, no. I was like, that was really, that was my one tear because oh. Janeway's talking to me and I have no, um, you know, I have no way to talk back to her. And as an actor, I kept thinking, what am I going to do in this situation? I have no lines. You know, she's going to say this. They're going to cut to me. And that's going to be the last mm -hmm. image of this particular scene is, is, um, her POV of, of me lying on that bio bed. And mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this gamut of emotions of like, you know, embarrassment of having, having to be on this bio bed and, and now not being able to do my job, you know, because, you know, being on a, being on a starship and you're the main crew, you're part of a team. And now that I'm not there, the person taking my place is not going to be as proficient as I am or as knowledgeable as I am. So now the team has a vulnerability or a weakness. So again, so I'm, I'm using these thoughts while I'm lying on this bio bed, like I'm, I'm letting her down, you know, mm -hmm. and then her mm -hmm. saying, fight it, Harry, that's an order just pushes me over the edge and 
the the tear, you know, I, I get emotional basically on that bio bed. Oh wow! Um, so I, I need you to I watch that. I can't I'm believe you didn't back. see my tear. I didn't see God. the tear. That's huge. I was so overwhelmed with the moment and just the whole totality of it that I missed. I missed the tear. No, yeah, because it's okay, literally she's looking that. at me. My eyes are open, and she says, "Fight it, Harry. That's an order." And that's when I just close my eyes and just like, oh God! And that one tear just falls out. And it's, beautiful. Yeah. So it's Classic. a really touching moment, I think. And, awesome. And you missed it, but I'm. Right, but I'll you're gonna back. watch it later. I'm okay. gonna watch it. Thank you. Um, the bridge. We go. We actually first engineering. We engineering. engineering. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. we go to engineering from there. And uh, Torres has analyzed the Borg tactical tactical database that Harry basically gave his life for. Um, and the Borg referred to the aliens as species eight four seven two. And in twelve or so attacks, the Borg uh, have been just defeated uh, quickly. You know, there's no. There hasn't been much resistance. Um, yes. to 8472 and is not is futile, not futile. <laughs> and they uh, <laughs> we learned that they come from a quantum singularity and that they are traveling through the northwest passage uh, as nicknamed by Chakotay and there are over 130 of these um, 8472 vessels that are detected and more are coming through this quantum yeah. singularity Kess can hear them they intend on destroying everything she so, said all I can hear is malevolence and malevolence. hatred oh yeah yeah, and, they're uh, so they angry. want to destroy everything. Basically, mm-hmm. they're just like, screw this. We're going to yeah. come in and yeah. just destroy. We're going to come through these little anomalies or whatever. Right. And we're going to just destroy everything. Right. And Nobody. at this point, we have no clue where they're from. We're like, okay, nope. they're coming through this quantum singularity, but where? Alpha, beta quadrant, gamma quadrant, elsewhere in the delta quadrant, or someplace yeah. not even in one of the quadrants, right? Yeah. So we don't know what's going on uh, are we in Janeway's ready room next? yeah we go yeah. to the ready room and Janeway and Chakotay basically discuss options mm-hmm. so you know Janeway's like should we should we keep going should we move forward and yeah. maybe certain death should we just give up and turn around and and Chakotay basically says look you're exhausted you haven't slept in days and there's mm-hmm. a shot of them in the scene where she's like I just don't know what to do and she sort of leans on the rail yeah comes up behind her and sort of leans on the rail right next to her real close oh wow he says you know you should rest you really should should." i didn't notice that it was it was a a rail moment it was a Mm. that was a a kuchimoya moment (laughs) there really was there's a lot of chakotay does chakotay give good rail is that what you're saying (laughs) yes 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 it's there's a lot of there's a lot of what it's romantic it's yeah it's it's romantic okay yeah it's a romantic um, riff. yeah so she you know he says rest and he leaves and then we just cut to this we cut to the shot of the ship and then we go to janeway again maybe it's my tv but it seemed dark she's lying in bed for a second and she pops up mm-hmm. and we don't know what she's just thought of and then the next thing we see she's on the holodeck she's gone to see da vinci again that's right that's right and he's staring at the wall he's staring and he's like what do you see and she says a wall <laughs> yeah it's like Yes, a wall, but what else? And he's looking at the shadow, and he can see yeah. a lot of things. Oh, he sees shadow. everything. He lists like a list of, yeah, yeah, a bunch of things. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, blacksmith or this or that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Birds in the trees. Yeah, or something. Starlings. Yeah. I think he says. Um, and he so he basically is talking, and he talks about watching watching water hit a rock. Yeah, and he could just get lost in water hitting a rock. Mm-hmm. He can get lost basically in his imagination and find inspiration if he just kind of lets his mind open up a little more Mm -hmm. um so she poses this question to him about going forward 
into certain death? What should I do? Should I go forward where I'm gonna die? Like, and everybody's gonna die. Or do I retreat and give up and save my people? I don't know what to do. And mm -hmm. he's like, maybe you should pray. Maybe, you know, what I do sometimes is I pray and I have to take this manuscript, he says to the monks, why don't you come with me? And, you know, we can talk to the abbot and you can, and we can pray together and ask, you know, make a deal with God, basically. Yeah, he says we can appeal to God. Appeal to yes. God. And, uh, and then in that moment, she's like, wait a minute. Or light bulb. I could make a deal with the devil. Appeal to the devil. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. So we know that she's thought of an idea. And in this case, the devil is probably the Borg. That's right. And then we go to the briefing room and everybody's standing up in the briefing room, by the way. Yeah. And I feel I'm like sitting. this staging was inspired by the Alan Craker run that we had. You know, Alan Craker came on this season and Marvin Rush loved working with Alan. And I have a feeling that this was inspired because it's got some of that Janeway, you know, Paris yeah. comes over with the first line, hands off to a two shot with Janeway. Then she walks around and hands off to another line. And then there's one cut back on, on, on uh, Bellana, I think. Yeah. And then, and then Janeway walks around again. So there's a lot of efficiency and movement uh, in the I, staging. I agree. I, and I don't think it was Marvin. I, I think it was David watching Alan's episode. Oh, and thinking, yeah, I think he yeah, saw the episode. Do my version yeah, I'm going to do my version of that. He was like, hey, why didn't I think of that? I'm supposed to be the cutting edge director here. Yeah. So why don't I? So I think that's what, you know, kind of interesting. Happened. Yeah, I do. Because, you know, I mean, David's, David's a big nerd himself. He likes sci-fi. So I, I think he watched yeah. every episode oh, just I'm to sure watch it, right? I'm sure so, he did. Yeah. But Janeway basically is saying in this cool scene, we're talking about how he shot it. But in the scene itself, she's like, let's make a deal with the Borg. Mm -hmm. And Doc, we're going to store all of all of this information about these nanoprobes and what we can give the deal we're going to make is we'll give the borg away to defeat these guys yeah. if the borg let us go through their space mm -hmm. so we can get away from all this mess mm -hmm. and if they try to pull any funny business then we will delete your program where yeah. we've stored your, <laughs> your yeah, everything runs right past that a bit like well you did, did you look at picardo's face when you said that i mean he's just he's like he played it really well. It was subtle, but it was like, oh crap. It was the yeah. oh crap look like, delete me? Like he, he you could see that he registered that. Yeah. <laughs> she lays that out, dismisses everybody. And then it's just her and Chakotay. And yeah. so far in this episode, we've seen like, uh, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of um, foreplay and love, lovey-doveyness and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff with them. Mm -hmm. But in this scene, Chakotay's like, I don't agree. Like, yeah, I think what you're, you're, I don't like your decision. It's too risky. It's too yeah. risky. And he yeah. tells this long story about the fox and the scorpion, mm -hmm. which is basically scorpion needs to get across the water and give me a ride. And the fox is like, mm, you're going to bite me. And the scorpion's like, no, I won't bite you. And then the scorpion gets a ride, bites him halfway over. And the fox is like, why'd you do that? Because it's in my nature. Yeah. It's because what? Scorpion. This is what I do. Yeah. This is what I do. I'm mm -hmm. a scorpion. I do what scorpions do. And hence and, the name of the episode. Exactly. I just felt like, honestly, that that fable, that um, you yeah, know, fable, fairy tale right. or yeah. whatever fable, is so familiar. I wish I wish that they had shortened it. Like, I feel like I told it in about 10, 10 12 seconds, and I feel like Chakotay's version goes on for like two and a half minutes, and I'm just like, I know where this is going. Just like finish your story. 
Yeah, for an English-speaking audience, but for people that are watching in other countries, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? And this is a worldwide show. People, we have fans worldwide. It's not just U.S. and U.K. You know, they get this right. I know something about the storytelling, and I love Robert. And often, you know, almost always, I'm amazed with what he does. But this is one where I was like. I feel like the story. Take it up. Yeah. Just, yeah. Let's, it, let's get through the story. Get I the was fun. surprised that they've spent that much time on it. it I'm like, like my goodness. Yeah. Wandering mm-hmm. around and uh, yeah. all that. So I, um, I do want to bring one thing up before he goes into this story. When everyone is still in the room, Janeway says, lay in a course for the closest board cube so we can go make this deal. Yeah. And that's when you say, yes, ma'am. But it's the most serious yes, ma'am of all that you've mm-hmm. ever that's ever been uttered from Tom Paris's mouth. Interesting. Now, it's yeah. usually very, yes, ma'am. But this time, because we're up against the Borg and also, you know, crazy eight four seven two, you're like, yes, ma'am. Like your yeah. concerned, yes, ma'am, came out, which we never hear. Nice. Okay, I just want Thank to throw you. that out there. You're welcome. Thank you. It was a very, yeah. 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 You can't just throw away a yes, ma'am. No, you did. You did the right Every yes, ma'am, ma'am for this has moment. A, has a has a purpose and a meaning. Sure does. <laughs> Okay, we're 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 on the bridge now. By the way, at the end of this fox and the scorpion story, yes, go ahead. They get into an argument. Oh, that's and right. And yeah. he's like, at one point, he goes, "It's wrong," yeah. and he yells at her. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa you guys were just having romance rail, and now you know, and lovey dovey, touching hearts, and yeah. oh, they're fighting. Sad yeah. to see. Yeah. It feels like it feels like this is the end of their." from a writer's point of view, like they have a breakdown and a disagreement in a way that it does feel like it's the end of their relationship. Mm. And she even has a line where she says, I wrote it down where she says, well, he says, sorry, first he says, sometimes you don't know when to take a step back after he's yelled at her. You don't know when, yeah. And uh, she says, the time for debate is over. I've decided. Yeah. Like she's she's the captain. She's decided. And uh, they're going to do it. And he walks off and uh, uh, at the very end of the scene, she says, I guess I am alone after all, hmm. which is um, what he had promised. You're not alone earlier. Right. But I felt like there was not just this story breakdown going on, you know, of the fight, but I felt like in a weird way, they'd revisited this romance in a couple of scenes, but she does realize in the end that she's got to, she's got to stay solo. That yeah. She cannot romantically or in any way, team up hook up romance up with anybody yeah. and i feel like it'll be interesting as we get into season four episodes to see if they revisit this at all or if this was really the the end for for janeway in her head i'm done i am alone i gotta stay alone i gotta stay a captain that's she what it looked, felt like yeah she looked like she was about to shed a tear yeah. you know there was a okay. bit of emotional there's emotional vulnerability at that very end and it does yeah. seem like a, the end of something, you know, yeah. at least. Let's jump to the bridge. We see this Borg vessel. They put a tractor lock. They scan us, Yep. by the way, with that green light, which I don't know if that was real green light or if it was like a vis effect or something. I don't know. It, mm. Is it scanned across? I don't know. Yeah. It was hard to tell. If it was vis effects, I thought that was really good, actually, because it looked very 3D. That's a hard thing to physically accomplish with a, a it might have been practical it might have been on set though it might have been yeah i think that that's cool if mm. marvin and david livingston could have come up with a way to do that i, I thought yeah. it played really cool it did it did yeah um and then the uh, board vessel then puts a tractor beam on us tractor right, lock mm-hmm. and and she's like hey i want to make a deal they're basically like nah we don't make deals 
Yeah, deals are irrelevant because it's true. Right. If, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna simulate you, we're gonna know what you know, so it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah. deals are irrelevant. Yeah. Exactly, that's what they yeah. say. And she's like, send them over a sample of the data that mm -hmm. you know the doctors research on right. these, uh, you know, nanoprobes. Yeah, and uh, she sends it over. She's in the middle of laying out what her terms of the deals are going to be, and then she starts to beam over she yeah. beam off the they bridge beam, they beam her into the cube <laughs> they beam her right in the middle of the cube and i yeah. gotta say this was a a fail for me uh this green screen of janeway in this board this giant board cube i get yeah. what they were trying to do yeah but i felt like the angles and and i'm surprised david livingston usually pushes for very unconventional dynamic angles i felt like it was the most down the middle version of it's just a wide shot with her in the vis effect shot where she's tiny and then her close-up it's like we had been dark for so much of this episode dark mm. and dramatic and theatrical and then we get in the most dramatic and theatrical set this giant board cube where where she's beamed into it's like a bright white light on her it's it's almost like my ring light <laughs> you know it was mm -hmm. like her face was too bright for the space it was just a close-up like this I feel like it should have been moving. It should have, there should have been mm -hmm. some drama. There should have been multiple angles instead of just one sort of medium mm -hmm. down the middle close up. I, I just felt like this failed for me. She's in the middle. Our captain is in the middle of a bridge in this giant board cube. Uh, it, it just didn't feel as dynamic as it should have been, honestly. B budget budget concerns yeah, yet again, maybe. right? Restraints, budget well, restraints. It's, it's the last episode of the season. So if we had been over budget for any of the episodes earlier, I'm sure the studio was saying, you've got to finish this episode on budget for the season. And if, mm -hmm. you know, we, we may have spent all our money in earlier episodes because this one didn't on seem threshold. Crazily... Maybe we spent it all on threshold, you know? Maybe so. it was all on threshold, <laughs> exactly. Okay. But um, that was, anyway, she's in the board cube. It's cool. Yeah. Her performance is cool. And I love the idea of the collective sort of talking to her on this cube mm -hmm. as she stands in this very cool spot. But she's, um, yeah, so she's she's talking about what the deal could be. And the it feels like the Borg are about to agree to this. Like, it feels like she's succeeding. Mm -hmm. And then there's suddenly a violent shake. Yep. And she does the classic Cape Mulgrew, swing at the hips and flop back up. It was, yeah. it was like, it was a, it was a it was a funny everybody's got their own shake technique it was a classic kate shake technique on that one i don't think kim friedman would have given that a 10.0 i think she would no. have given that a low number that shake that would have been a lower not, number mm, yeah yeah but uh nah. yeah she did her shake on the board cube and came back up and the bio ships are attacking there's one that attacks that board cube and then it goes past it right and then yeah. more bio ships show up and they, and they form this, this like starburst thing oh yes that they form cool. into that crazy that that circular formation where all of their energy goes together and then shoots out as one yes very cool i love that That was so, very cool and, and that they blow blows up, the whole the whole planet the whole is blown planet. up yeah destroy yeah. the planet yeah all the board cubes in the vicinity are also destroyed yeah except for the one that's holding on to Janeway and Voyager. And Voyager, there. right. The shockwave kind of pushes pushes that cube away, right? That's yep. and that's what we see the uh the end of that that uh episode is bye-bye. We see, we see yeah. the the cube uh flying out into space mm -hmm. and uh and 
and it's still holding Voyager on with its tractor beam. So we yeah. know yeah. captain's inside the cube, that board ship took off and it's got Voyager with it. So yeah. Great cliffhanger, you know. Great good... cliffhanger. Yeah. Voyager meets Borg, 8472 yeah. or worse. Run, fight, watch part two. <laughs> That's the haiku. Wow, you bookended this recap and discussion with your haiku. That's that's wonderful. What's your well, theme? what about oh What's gosh, I was gonna ask you the same thing. The oh. theme. Oh, we're so on the same I, page. Twinsies. Yeah, we're twinsies. You go Here's first. My theme. You're you're my elder, so I'll let you go first. <laughs> you're funny. Um, my theme is it's in the in the realm of making a deal with the devil. Like mm. what what will it take? for someone to make a deal with the devil. And mm. all of us have to face that question sometimes. I think that's the, that's the lesson is like, what, what would you be willing to make a deal with the devil to do? Like how far, how bad would things have to be? Mm-hmm. And in this case, things got to that place for, for Janeway. She was willing to make a deal with the devil. Mm. So I guess that's, that's sort of the theme. Okay. I think we can all, I can relate to that. Well, my lesson is going to be more of a funny lesson, and that is when told to go on an away mission to a board cube, yes. immediately say that you have a stomach ache or that you have the runs, something like yes. that, and you cannot go. That's the lesson. <laughs> yes. I think that's a good lesson. That's better than mine. <laughs> okay. Don't go on a board cube. Don't go on a have board a, cube. Get a stomach ache. Just have a stomach ache. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, All righty. Yeah. That's good. That was okay. fun. That was a that was a that good was, episode. I can't yeah. believe it. We made it to the end of season three. Congratulations! Unbelievable! Congratulations, sir. All right, All right guys, um, stay tuned next week when Robbie and I will complete the Scorpion, uh, not even a trilogy, the Scorpion uh, a st- saga with yes. the uh, part two version of Scorpion. We'll we'll be reviewing um, part two and figuring out if Harry Kim uh, makes it through and if Voyager is okay. So join us next week when we do that. Thanks a lot, guys, for tuning in for this week. Thanks, guys. What's up, buddy? I just came to I came to visit you. You know, I had to I had to ask you I had to ask you a really important question. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, what? Uh, I can barely hear you, but okay. Anyway, what's what's that on your face, by the way? Mustard. Oh. And no. relish. Yeah. And linguine. <sighs> you really. You really look like a mess. Did Neelix yeah. throw a plate of like uh, barbecue, you know, lunch at your face? Did Did you get in a fight with Neelix or something? You're so funny. I can't even laugh.
you know am what? i making you hungry yeah you actually are i think i'm gonna go to mess hall and grab a a hot dog with some uh, okay all the fixings okay all right i'll see you later feel better there buddy you wash your face uh, thank you <laughs>